Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There was a, um update that happened yesterday with the NFL and the Hall of Fame, and normally we're always like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, Leroy's a finalist again. Well, this year, my friends, Leroy is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, so we don't need to get as crazy about the finalist. There are some guys still that, hey, that would be good if they got in. Mike Holmgren, I believe, should be a Hall of Famer. Mike Holmgren's had a Hall of Fame career. He's eligible now. Sterling Sharp, his window is over. So his window, Sterling Sharp, longtime uh, receiver with the Packers, not long enough, obviously, with the neck injury. His window is over. If he's ever going to get in, it's got to be the senior committee, similar to uh, Jerry Kramer. I feel like Sterling Sharp has been forgotten about when it comes to the story of the NFL. I always say that the Hall of Fame should be the story of that particular league where you need to showcase the best players, uh, even if the -the off-the-field stuff is, is tricky. Can you tell the story of baseball without Pete Rose? You cannot. Can you tell the story of baseball without Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds? You cannot. You know, even like a Kurt Schilling. Can you tell the story of baseball without him? Not really. There was that 2001 World Series with him and Randy Johnson. If those guys are part of the story of baseball and they've had a great career to be in, I that's what I advocate for. I know that some others say no. You know, it's a very good debate to have about who should be in, but I, I always say I don't want to go into a Hall of Fame and then walk out and let's say I go with my son someday. I don't want to go into a Hall of Fame, show him all these good players, and then go into the car and now say, all right, now look up this guy, look up this guy, look up this guy. They're better than the guys we just saw. That doesn't make any sense. With Sterling Sharp, his career obviously got cut short, but let me just throw you his numbers. He played for seven years before the neck injury. Let me just throw you his numbers. Uh, year one, I'll give you receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 55, 791, and 1. 90, 14, 23, and 12. Mm. Led the league in receptions that year. 67, 11, 05, and 6. 69, 961, and 4. 108, I believe he was the first to go over 100. I don't know that for sure. But it was still, when you went over 100 catches at that time, it was... I mean, it's not like you're catching 139 balls like Cooper Cup is now. It was it was massive. 108, 14, 61, and 13 led in yards, touchdowns, and uh, receptions. The next year, 112 leads in receptions, 1,300 yards, 11 scores. The year after that, 94. Now Favre's on the scene full time, 94 catches, 1,100 yards, 18 touchdowns. And then there was the neck neck injury, and then he's out of the league. 
Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus makes a point. If you take his career, if you shift it, if instead of playing from 89 or 88 to 94 and he played from like 94 to 2000 and he's on those Packer teams that win a Super Bowl, he is instantly a Hall of Famer. And I think that that makes sense. A guy like Michael Irvin never led the league in receptions, led the league in receiving yards once. James Lofton, he's in. He never led the league in receptions, yards, or touchdowns. Sharp led the league in receptions three times, touchdowns twice, and receiving yards twice. So this becomes a debate of he was a -a once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent. He was a generational guy, but the career got cut short. So at what point do you look at a guy and say, like, like with Andrew Luck, he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, is he? He no, retired too soon. I mean, some they, of these other guys, Luke Keekley, is he going to be all famer? He retired at 29. I think Keekley should be. So then maybe you don't need to be. Do you need to be? Sometimes with the Hall of Fame, you get in because you played 20 years. Oh, he played 20 yeah. years. Eli Manning. Well, people are so saying long. Frank Gore should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think Frank Gore was ever a Hall of Fame running back, but because he played so long, sure. people assume he'll be in. If you are going to put people in because of the longevity aspect, and less because of the quality aspect, then I think you could look at the vice versa side, the flip side, and say a guy like Sterling Sharp or you, you mentioned Keekley, and you saw it this year with Tony Baselli maybe. A, a shorter career but dominant at their position, they should absolutely get in. So with this case, because I always say you got to be able to tell, these guys need to be in because you got to be able to tell the story of the game with them. Can you tell the story of the game without Sterling Sharp, though? You probably... Can I mean what you're talking about is he was really good for the Packers when they were ascending with Favre. Well, how many and then thou- he got hurt? Go, go again. How many thousand yard years did he have? And you said he played seven seasons. He played seven full seasons. He had uh, five one thousand yards seasons. That's enough for me right there. And an the 18- year he did, and it was nine sixty one and seven ninety one in his first. He had two years of over fourteen hundred yards. Mm-hmm. He led the league in receiving. Three times, yards once, touchdowns twice. If you can say for a stretch longer than maybe a year or two where this guy was in the tier one, tier two superstars at that position in a league, I think you have to make that argument that they can be in. Like I, you, you look at those stats and bring them up. These aren't stats that are happening nowadays where you're airing it out 50 times a game either. Look, Sterling Sharp, I always say that the 90s Packers were defined by three guys, Reggie White, Leroy Butler, and Brett Favre. And Sterling Sharp would have been the fourth had he been able to stay healthy, but that career got cut short with the neck injury. When we were growing up, me and my brother, uh, he would always get Brett Favre stuff, and I would always get Sterling Sterling Sharp stuff. We would always, whether it was bobbleheads or little trinkets or ornaments, Favre was his guy in terms of cards and stuff, starting lineups, and Sharp was my guy. And so, you know, we had the combination, Favre to Sharp, and, you know, we play with those toys all the time. A little, Favre throws it to Sharp, touchdown. And we did that. And if he would, see, here's the thing. I just gave you Sharp's numbers. So I just gave you Sharp's numbers. If he played two more years and had, like, a 50-catch year, if he had two more years, so let me let me do this real quick. I gotta, I'm looking at something, and I'm trying to convey it without being able to show you. His first year... He caught 55 for 791 and one touchdown. The other years after that, it was 90 catches, 67, 69, 108, 112, 94 with multiple touchdowns. It was six really strong years. If you would just say, all right, play two more years, 
in 95 and 96 and then have the same stats you had that first year, the 55-801, he'd probably get in. Even though the two years weren't great, he played, quote-unquote, long enough to get in. So it is a shame that Sharp is not in. It's a shame that he got hurt. You know, it's a shame that that neck injury cost him all the stuff that it cost him. Well, and to your point, you say two more years. That would get him to a grand total of nine. Calvin Johnson played nine seasons. Yeah, and he retired early and he Hall of Fame. So I don't see a reason that he shouldn't be considered because if you just cut two years off of Calvin Johnson's career, you'd still think he's a Hall of Famer, right? I've got something pretty nasty to say that I don't think I should. What do you got? Okay. I don't want to say it because I'm right. I don't want to say this because I'm right. Do you know where I'm going? I don't. Okay. His career, his career got cut short because of a neck injury to retire. What if his career got short because he died? Ooh. <laughs> He'd be in. Yeah. He'd be in. He would be in. Mm-hmm. He would be in. Or what if he just retired to, because he just wanted to retire? No. You don't think so? Well, he did retire. He retired because he couldn't play. No, I'm saying, like, what if he just retired just to retire? Like, like Kelvin? Keekly, like Patrick Willis, Andrew Luck. Like, you just, all right, I'm done. Sterling Sharp would be in if he died in 95. Jeez. I don't, I didn't like to say, I didn't like to say that out loud. I'm not wrong. From now on, I'm not going to say, I'm going to have you, I'm going to screen that first. I'm not going to screen callers. I'm going to screen you. I, but I'm not, but am I wrong? <laughs> no. Is, but is that the point here? The point is, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. The point is, that's just morbid. <laughs> Come on. It's like playing runner right train as a bumper. Uh, George is on the north side. What's up, George? Hey, what's going on? Hey, so check this out, Mark. Remember, Gail Sayers got into the Hall of Fame. He has a grand total of 6,000 yards. What they did is they did potential. If he didn't tear his knees, Gail Sayers, for sure, the way he played, would have got over 10,000 yards. He was a surefire Hall of Famer. We all know if Sterling Sharp did not get hurt, he would be a surefire Hall of Famer. It's, they got to they got to do the same thing they did for Gail. They have to do for Sterling. Sterling, I believe, is going to get in. Look how long it took Leroy. That was a, that was a sin that Leroy had to wait that long because he was better than John Lynch. So he will get in. It's just not as fast as we think he should get in. I believe he's going to get in. His numbers are undeniable. Uh, he was he was he was the top receiver, better than Rice. It was him and Rice. And as far as well, my Sterling was more, the best. I, I, he was I the remember. Best, so I, I, was... I love him. I love Sterling. Dog. big. Dominant, he couldn't be stopped. I was old enough to watch Sterling, so I'm not just saying this like, Me hey, I'm a guy that's a Packer fan, a and yeah. every Packer ever should get in. I seen him as a kid. He was dominant. He was the he, him and Sterling, him and Rice was the best receivers. But my thing with with Gore, I want to tell you this: Look, football is a hard sport. Gore wasn't flashy. He didn't have that trademark signature year that you talk about. But the pure thing to be able to play that long and accumulate that many yards with a brutal position like running back. He's not a first battle. He's not a second battle. I believe he may get in and make nine or ten years, but he do deserve to be in there just for the pure longevity and the position and how brutal it is on your body for him to accumulate that many yards means he was productive his whole career. So you're getting in because of the productivity, not because you was this elite all-pro eight times, you know what I'm saying, 
uh, in a season. No, because of longevity and productivity. That's why Gore will get in, not because it was anything flashy. But you guys have a good night. All right, George, thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. Again, you can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. I just have a hard time, though, sometimes with, you know, to your point, just because a guy plays a long time doesn't necessarily mean they're a Hall of Famer. You know, this is supposed to be reserved for the elite of the elite. If their elite trait is that they lasted in the league a long time but were a, I guess, above-average player for a majority of their career in Frank Gore, I guess you can reward that, but I just don't... I, I think you got to be able to go on the flip side and say, if this guy was at the top of the game for, even though it was only a short span, I think you can reward that too. Well, I so... I think it's a longevity thing with him because he was dominant. Again, he led the league in receptions three out of seven years. That's nearly half the years he was in the league. He led the league in receptions. He led the league in yards once. He led the league in touchdowns uh, twice. And so I think he played seven years with 595 catches, 8,100 yards, 65 touchdowns. Where I look at it is if you're going to say, all right, he had an elite career but it wasn't long enough. So then I say, all right, take his worst year and say he played two more years with those same stats. And that'd be the first year, 55, 791 and a touchdown. Is he a Hall of Famer then? He played enough time. You're taking his worst year. I'm not even doing this on what the potential would be. I'm not even assuming that, oh, if he plays three more years, he's going to grab 100 balls each and every year. All I'm saying is, if you if you look at that, and take his worst year, now you're adding it just because it's the longevity. So Sterling Sharp is not in because of the longevity, even though he was dominant for, uh, dominant, elite, for three, four of the years when he played. Elite for four of the years when he played. And he sits on the sidelines because he, he got, his neck got hurt playing a violent sport and a fluke thing. I think that's a really good point, though, that you brought up from Eric Eager, where if Sterling Sharp were a part of the dominant Packers teams of the 90s that won a Super Bowl, he's probably in, no doubt. Because just looking at pro football reference does this thing where they put you on like a Hall of Fame meter, right? And they take all your stats and different things, and they put you where you're at. He's ahead of guys like John Stallworth, Harold Carmichael, even a guy like Lynn Swan, Yes, Lynn Swan came a little bit earlier, so still more running the football, but Lynn Swan never had a year with more than 880 yards receiving. And yet you rattled off Sterling Sharp's numbers, and he surpassed that pretty much every season he was in the league, but Lynn Swan gets in because you think of him and you think of success with those Steelers Super Bowl teams. And he only had a couple of years of Brett Favre. I mean, he was doing this with... Don Mikowski and Mike Tomzik. Okay, so let's let's remember that too. Tony's in Texas. Tony, hey, I, I want to get into Sterling Sharp here really quick. But first of all, what's up with the anti Usher slander here? What, what's going on with the Usher? No, 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 no. All I'm saying is that sometimes when I have tried to sneak down, sometimes one Usher will try to make it their day, and that's all I'm. That's all. I'm very pro Usher. Very pro well, Usher. You and Spark Guy, I'm telling you, you guys are very close to getting banned from that 100 section, that 100 level section. You guys, I don't know what the deal is, Bart. Just say who you are. Hey, I'm Bart Winkler from the 1250 show, and let me in. 
Doesn't that work? That, that would never work, nor would I ever do that, nor would I, I ever Bart, think that I, I could I literally name drop you, and they let me down. Oh, you're Tony from Texas. Come on down. Oh, sh- stop it. Seriously. Come on. These, those ushers are good guys, man. They'll shoot the breeze with you, and if you want to move up, they'll let you move up, man. Anyway, so uh, Sterling Sharp. There was not a better receiver. Jerry Rice and Sterling Sharp were 1A, 1B there for like three or four years, and the numbers – don't even tell the truth because, like you said, the Packers had barely anything going for themselves. So Sterling revolutionized the position. I think he was the first guy to get 100 catches in a season. This guy was unbelievable. It's just sad he's not in the Hall of Fame. And He was kind of a jerk when he was with Green Bay. I think that's kind of part of the issue. And then he went to the media. I don't know what, what the guy's up to now, but Sterling Sharp, the guy should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm with you, Tony. He should be. And it's not, and it's a Sham. Oh, it's a sham. It's just life, you know. Things happen. I was watching and something on. Uh, thanks, Tony. That's it. What else do you got? Well, I mean, what, what's going on, man? We got anything going on this weekend? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm going to the game tomorrow with my kid. Okay. Uh, what else is going on? Um. That's about it, man. That's, the, that's all you got. Hey, Summer League, watch the Bucks tonight. Friday night, watch the Bucks. 6 o'clock against the Nets. I'll be there, NBA TV. All right, that's it. All right, glad Bye. we added another minute to the content. <laughs> Talk to you Monday. See you, Tony. Tony, Texas. No, I was watching this thing on Shannon Sharp and where those two grew up. Dude, you got to see it. I don't know where I saw it, but they grew up in a home that, like, had no running water. How they both got out is to, to where they got is amazing. And Shannon, Shannon was just defending his career against some people on Twitter the other day. Shannon Sharp was every bit as good as he says he was, especially with those Broncos teams. And then even with the Ravens for a little bit. Shannon Sharp was a problem for sure. Those those two guys, man, they were, they were good. And Sterling, now if he's going to get in, it needs to be senior committee, and we'll see if they – kind of take a deeper deeper dive into the numbers just a shame that you know a guy's career gets cut short and then he doesn't get to be in the hall of fame because of it when if you even added two more years of mediocrity it'd probably be him we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.